We're recording. Yes. Awesome. Well, it has been quite a few months um, from my last podcast, and there's definitely reason behind that. So we'll, I'm sure, get into it. But we are back. I'm back. This is Nico, and this is an unguarded heart-to-heart podcast. And I'm really excited to record this podcast, this episode with Renee Manning. Welcome, Renee. Thank you. I'm really excited, one, because it's so funny. We've never met in person. I love having these guests where it's like you never meet in person, but you connect virtually. Absolutely. I feel like I've met you. I know, right? I I feel the same way. So it's like we've never met in person, but um, I'm introducing Renee Manning. And just so those of you that are listening uh, know a little bit about Renee, she lives in, uh, you live in Charleston, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You're in Charleston, South Carolina. And she is a coach and a retreat facilitator. And she does an amazing job of creating a safe space for her clients um, and that allows them to confidently overcome any obstacles and create um, opportunities in their life. And you and I kind of connected because we kind of wanted to create that together and we, we had some collaboration with another one of our girlfriends um, and we're in the same kind of you know personal development space and, and love kind of growing and connecting. And so um, here we are. Yeah, definitely. No, and I love it. And thank you for including me. And I'm really excited to be part of this. And I think your unguarded heart um, concept and just that whole, I don't know, that lifestyle that you've created about being vulnerable and being open is just really cool. And I think it really speaks to my sensibilities. Oh, thank you. And this is exciting because like I said, we haven't, uh, or I haven't recorded a podcast in quite some time. And like I said, we'd probably get into that in this conversation. But when I had the idea of having you on, um, you actually created this, um, this whole thought around, Hey, what, you know, why don't I interview you and let your listeners kind of get to know you. And I loved it. And I I thought, you know, considering I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, this was a great way to get started back and to um, talk a little bit about my life and also introduce you and let you do what you do best, right? Oh, well, that's, that's that's awesome. And it's so fun. And thanks for letting me flip the script. I mean, that takes, that takes balls, girl. Yeah, (laughs) it does. And I let go of the reins. Yeah. And the truth is, is that that's the whole lifestyle. Like you said, I appreciate you seeing me for uh, what it is that I'm really trying to do. And um, what that is exactly is, you know, practice what you preach and showing the fact that living with an unguarded heart, an open heart, a vulnerable heart creates such uh, beautiful experiences and connection and fulfilling relationships. And I try my best to continue to be that example um, always. So this is, this is perfect. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of take over here and uh, get us started. Well, thank you. And, you know, I don't think I need to sell you on the benefits either of being open, right? And of having the resources, the people, the community around you. 
um, you know, gobs of science says that we as humans need each other. And I feel like every day there's some article any from the Wall Street Journal to Glamour Magazine to somewhere that says, as a society, we are more connected technologically right. and more disconnected than ever. So that's really been kind of inspiring and also scary for me, you know, yeah. to see, to just kind of see that shift. Um, and I think the way I like to tackle that is to say, hey, that all might be true, but it doesn't have to be our fate, right? We're not right. doomed to become like robots. Yeah, and, and, we're, and I think even our relationship is the beginning of a perfect example that we have never met face-to-face -face, and we're using technology as a means to connect and find a common ground and relate to each other. And I mean, I still, you know, we've never met, but I feel so connected to you. Absolutely. And I feel like that technology is like, if we take the judgment out, it's really just one more way to find support and be connected. Um, so I, I think this is just a great example. And with that said, I think the human interaction is just like priceless, right? And so with that said, here's my okay. idea. Do you, uh -oh, have I you have ever have, have you ever used these ungame cards? That, um, I oh, I can see it. I can. Can see you kind of see it? Uh, uh -huh. um, so it's called the ungame. Okay. And it's some. It's a. It's a game with no winners or losers. And basically, there are a bunch of conversation starter topics on oh. these cards. So I use these when I work with forum groups and masterminds. And the idea is that you get what you get and it's all serendipity, right? So right. I have taken out some of them, I will say in full disclosure, but just to get our conversation started, I'm shuffling the deck. Uh-oh, it's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> uh, you tell me when and that's when I'll stop, okay? I'm just kind of dividing them up. So tell me when. Uh, stop. All right. So your story that I'd love to hear from you as to start our conversation is when do you feel the most confident? Oh, that's a great question. Well, confidence for me comes when I am really practicing self-care at its highest. So, I mean, you know, I have levels of confidence, but really I think um, what it is for me is, is setting my, you know, daily intention. I have this five minute journal, which I love if anybody's ever heard of it. I don't know if you've heard of it, Renee, but literally you wake up in the morning, you open it. It has a quote of the day and you write uh, three things that you're grateful for. You write three things that would make today great. And then you have daily affirmations. You can set as many as you'd like. And so starting my day off with this really sets the precedence for my perspective and, and what I want to get from the day and how I want to tackle it. So um, having a morning daily practice, um, I love also going and 
watching the sunrise when possible, since we're on the mm-hmm. East Coast and close to the water, um, really getting connected with nature and really finding the connection between everybody and everything. Um, dancing, like taking time for a dance class or working out. And then obviously nourishing my body. That's like, you know, mind, body, spirit. So um, taking the time to have my water and make healthy eating choices. And not that my confidence lacks if I don't, right? Like it's not that, but really it's just practicing that self-care of realizing what works for me, of what sets the tone for self-love, which then in, in turn turns to confidence. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because of what your link was, right, between mm-hmm. self-care and confidence. But so for you, you think it's that self-love piece that then fuels like your – tell me more about that. Because yeah. you have this self-love, you feel confident. Why? Because I am really taking the time to see what my uniqueness brings to the world mm-hmm. And if I don't have those quiet moments, if I, if I don't have those moments that actually tap into what makes me feel good um, as a human being, as a soul, that whole entity, um, then my, ca- my confidence lacks. So like that whole, it, it's so connected for me because it really gives me the space to see what my purpose is, what I bring to the table. And that creates all of this like self-love and confidence as I like enter, you know, the day and walk into the world. Um, and it, and it starts with, and if you notice, I've learned it starts with myself. I could, I could probably pick other things or other people might pick other things that add to their confidence. And I'm sure it's, you know, it helps and it's definitely an added bonus, but at the end of the day, it's, um, it's how I, I view myself. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I love that idea of the time for you gives you what I'm hearing is the time for you to sort of reset on your values. Right. And when you know your values, you're working in a really healthy space and it's easier to not be distracted by, either the haters out there or the crazy in here, right? Which that's what gets me the most sometimes, right? Is when I lose those values, it's my own self-doubt that creeps in. Um, You like that, that resonates so much with me because, um, and again, I think it's just telling of where I am currently and, and um, like where my life has gone these past couple months. Um, And this, like, I know I've spoke about it here and I spoke about it in general, but my life, you know, I lost my grandmother and then I lost my aunt, like in January, I lost my grandmother and then I lost my aunt two years prior. And the truth is, is that they were like that unconditional love that was always in my ear, giving me like, oh, you're amazing. You're the best. I mean, they were just like my biggest fans. Um, and I have my mom still who also is that, um, but the three of them together were this like force and, you know, two of them are kind of missing and I have kind of fallen off that listening to those beautiful words within myself, you know, practicing those daily practices and, you know, you talk about the voices in your mind and listening to the outer critics and the inner critics And it can take over if you don't really make a conscious effort to consistently make that a habit. 
Um, um yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um kind of like brushing your teeth or yeah. working out. I feel like yeah, to me too. Um I I really do feel the difference when I'm not taking care of myself. I had one of those weeks last week or maybe 2 yeah. weeks ago when I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um so I know, I know um totally Yeah, it makes feels. a huge it just makes a huge difference and and really, you know, creating this practice um as a lifestyle because it's like I said the loss of my grandmother has you know, I use that as like my core, I guess it, it's kind of like, it was like the starting point for me of like all this, this chaos and, and all this change that um, had made me realize like, wow, I really need to continue to practice this like self-love even more so in these situations because you think you can handle death and you really don't even understand the process of grief. Like at least for me, it is just, I've kind of lost people back to back in the past couple of years and grief there's no there's no time like there's no like you know time limit like it can hit you at any moment you might be good for a couple months and then something happens and that's kind of where I was and I and I really see it like being gentle with myself getting back up and starting over and realizing I do have these practices and how can I begin again and being gentle with myself and anybody else who has fallen off themselves too. And they, they get off their, their self care train, um, really coming back and, and just being okay with that and realizing that that's part of life. Well, can we talk a little bit more about, um, can we, can we talk about the grief piece? Have you, have you let yourself grieve? You know, that's a, that's a beautiful question. And it's like, uh, again, I love how connected we are. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I'm very open. So if emotions come up for me, I'm totally okay sharing with them. I, because I feel, you know, tears coming up and I really don't know. I think, you know, she died very unexpectedly, right? She, um, she died of a, a stroke. Unfortunately, my mom found her in oh. the kitchen and she had she had been passed out and i mean she was pretty much by the time they got to the hospital i mean she was on life support and so it was a, a 24 hour period it was like 1 2 3 and i think it was just so unexpected you know life kind of moved on and then i i feel like the transition and the shift of me then becoming like my mom yeah. and then my mom becoming like my grandmother right so now i'm the one that's going to be taking care of my mother like <laughs> I don't know if you have any, like something, like something similar, but even that transition has been, uh, has been, um, new for me and, and trying to cope with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I just, I feel for you that sudden loss. Um, I, my grandmother passed away probably two years ago okay. and, um, you know, it's one of those things where the grief for me has come, um, it it was somewhat conscious, certainly at first. And, um, I, I think that was really healthy. And I feel like my family who doesn't always, um, we don't always talk too much about like our feelings. 
um, I think that we all came together and kind of recognized this is like a hard thing. And it was right after my grandfather had passed away also. So there was a lot. Um, the, the really kind of cool thing that happened last, last night as just another example that I'll share with you is my grandmother loved jewelry. She had tons and tons of costume jewelry. Oh my, this is great. I'm sorry, Renee. I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but so did my grandmother. And it's like, <laughs> it's like our grandmothers are like up there being like, oh, these two are getting together. <laughs> they totally are. And my, my grandmother's like loving it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and my grandfather's probably a little freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so she had all this costume jewelry and, you know, some things nicer than others, but the real value of all of that has come in two forms. And one is in a watch that I'm not wearing now because I'm home. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little bit superstitious. Mm. And in one of the boxes of jewelry, there is a Timex watch that I got cleaned up, got a new battery in, and now I wear it every time I travel. And mm. it's like a little piece of my grandmother that I very consciously in- included in my, my routine. So yeah. that's been a cool way for me to feel connected with her. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is of how my daughters, without being prompted, kind of when we were cleaning up and distributing things of hers, they all had taken various things. And they all now choose something before any special event of, of my grandma's, mm-hmm. of their great grandma. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then what I try to do is point that out to others, you know, Hey, the girls were really excited. They're wearing grandma's earrings. And I find that that legacy of her being this, this woman who appreciated beauty and always, you know, had the seasonal Avon earrings and things like that just really lives on and um, making that conscious has helped my grieving. Oh, that, I mean, again, it's so funny how the universe works and how (laughs) this conversation is happening, how um, we have very similar grandmothers in terms of their, their jewelry and their love of that. And then what you and I both do, because you do a watch I don't have children yet, so I have tons of jewelry, but I have her jewelry box, okay? So I kept her jewelry box, and there's this, I have a couple pairs of earrings, but there's this one pair of earrings that I feel on top of the world when I wear, and so many people actually compliment me on, on, on it, and I'm like, oh, they're my grandmothers, and I get to speak of her, and I get to talk of her. And luckily, um, you know, I am able to freely speak about it. I'm very open about it. Um, I just, I think the loss was just so out of nowhere. I mean, it was just, I mean, she had a stroke and just passed away within a day. And for me, what it's been like has been like, I feel like 
fear has come back to creep into my life a little bit because of the fact that something so unexpected could just happen at any time, right? And for the most part, I know that. I get that. I've worked on it. Um, but something like this where it's so finite in terms of like seeing her in the, in the real world, in this world, it, it happened so suddenly. Um, it just really reverted me back to, you know, a different time where I felt more afraid of things instead of in control. And this is where I really need to begin to practice what I've practiced before. And this is a new opportunity to relearn. Yeah. Well, to relearn, and it sounds like to re, um, what's the word? Like reground yourself, right? Yeah. And, um, and that Eckhart Tolle um, quote, I'll, I'll send, we can put that in the show notes. Yes. Um, he says the coolest thing and it's all about this, this space, especially when a uh, death is unexpected, that it leaves this space in us, this like mm. hole and that hole hurts. It's like yeah. any wound and that the, the sort of process um, to acknowledge that first and that's acknowledging the grief and then of saying, okay, now here's space for something, for something that's going to continue to uh, build me up. Um, I think is really simple and really hard at the same time. Oh, so I'm like, you said it. That's, I mean, I, I, those words are beautiful and it's interesting because, um, right after my grandmother passed away. So I, I, I have my partner now for he's him and I have been together almost two years in November. And this is like the best healthy relationship I've had pretty much ever. And so it's wonderful, but it's also such a new learning growing experience for me to really um, begin to lean on him in a different light of more of a life partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so long I've, for so long I've had my mom and my grandmother and my aunt and, um, you know, my other family members be my core, my core group. Right. So now it's like, like you said, identifying this kind of loss, realizing there is a hole there, but then look at the opportunity I get to create hopefully my own immediate family um, with this man. And I also was able to like his mom and aunt came down to visit us like a couple months after my grandmother passed away. And it was wonderful. My mom got to meet her and they, and they got along really well. And my first thought after they were like us having a wonderful evening together was like, you know, my aunt and my grandmother both passed away. So two women left, but I have two new women that kind of came into my life Mm -hmm. that are making me feel really loved and really um, just appreciated. And it was Tyler's mom and aunt. So it's so funny how you had, how you had found that quote and had shared that. And again, how in sync and aligned it is with, with what's been going on with me, like currently. Oh, well, definitely. And, and how does this whole, this whole thing going on with you and kind of building this wholeness, right? W-H-O-L-E, not right. Different. (laughs) Um, Spelling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
how does this play into what's happening now with your business? And you mentioned that you're kind of been on this hiatus and that had something to do with, tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I took a hiatus, right? Like, so the truth is, is that I, my space was kind of, uh, it, it was a time and a place for me to kind of mend to kind of, like you said, I really loved what you said, get regrounded. Um, and I think just re not repurpose myself, but maybe recreate or reformulate or take what this experience has, has done in my life, what it has taught me, what it is, has been part of, and maybe like restart over, you know, and I like restep into the world with this brand new kind of perspective, because this type of experience, it changes you. It's, it's, uh, it, it creates a whole different um, out like outlook on life. It, it creates just all these different emotions and different experiences and um, how you handle it, how you persevere, just many different things of that nature. And I guess in a way taking that break was one needed for myself because I am a space holder. What, what does that mean? You're a space holder. Like I hold space for the women in my group um, that are in my Facebook, like women's empowerment um, so I hold space for, for people with my, my dance classes and even with the podcast, showing up in a very real, authentic, present way is who I am and what okay. I, I choose to be. And with that, I need to be in a, in a space of clarity and of, of, uh, of groundedness. And sometimes we're not, and that's okay, but it's really getting back to that place and really giving myself the time to, to heal and then come back new. Well, I, and I, I, I asked because seriously, I wasn't, I wanted to make sure I understood what you meant about holding space. If that was oh, yeah. kind of a metaphor for something or so, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, You're a space holder too. <laughs> I, I am a space holder. I didn't know it, but I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you know, and there are times when I'll work with groups and um I don't I I I feel like in some ways I don't know if like I held too much space or or maybe if they took too much of my space. Like it can be physically draining sometimes. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so that's that's really an interesting way to think about that. Um the other thing though is Tell me how you knew that you were in this funk, girl. Like, yeah. was it something? Was it in your gut? Were people talking to you? Because I think it's hard sometimes. I don't always know I'm in a funk until I, like, snap and yell at my kids three yeah. days straight. Or, you know? Well, exactly. No. And the truth is, is that um, I've had a couple of those moments where I just knew in my heart and in how I was showing up that I wasn't at 100%. Like there was something in me that felt like, oh, you know, I, if there could be a word for it, it was just like, gook. like, it, you know, it's just like, oh, like it's not, it's not at, at my brightest light. Let's say like if your light bulb is, you know, the highest is a 10, I was shining probably at, at a six. Mm -hmm. and I could tell, I know the difference. I've created um, enough awareness on who I am and, and what I bring to the table to kind of realize when I'm not showing up at my fullest. But at the same time, 
there was so much going on, you know, helping my mom with some of the transitions, selling the house, um, having my own transition because my boyfriend was moving in, which was so exciting. I had this beautiful experience happening for me. Um, my workload was, was getting larger. So there were so many different things that it gets muddled, but you know, something's, something's not going, you know, not going right. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. And I've had a couple of instances where, you know, I would just go to the beach and just be like, you know, just please give me, please give me some sort of answer. Like help me with this, you know, what's going on. Um, I decided to see a grief counselor also because I just knew that that was necessary to kind of help me through this new transition. And the fact that I was now becoming kind of the caretaker, even though my mom is very sustainable and she takes care of herself, but like kind of transitioning into now the caretaker as my mom is the last one on that side. Um, and so I did that to kind of gauge more, like, I don't know what's going on, but you know, my grandmother just passed away and I need to talk to somebody else. That's a middle person that can kind of guide me, um, and that's really what it was. And then, and then recently, it was like very recently, I remember my boyfriend asking me, how was your day? And him just asking me how my day was triggered an emotional response. And I got really upset. And I'm like, not good. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, not good. It's, I, I don't know why it's not good. And, you know, so many people just continue to push through, right? Like, and I, I think this conversation is so important and why it's so great that I don't mind sharing it. It's like, we feel the need as women, you know, we're, we're caregivers, we're caretakers, we, we run a lot of the households, right? And we feel like we just need to keep going. And the truth is, is that, of course, that's like just natural and, and I was doing that, but I was willing to stop and say like something doesn't feel right. I don't feel at a hundred percent and I, I need help. Like I need somebody to guide me and it's okay to ask for it. Oh, absolutely. And I, gosh, I just, I love that you did. Yeah. You know, and um, I, you know, I know there've been times in my life when I have gotten to that saturation point and just, just kept going. And that's when the breakdowns happen, right? Like right. that's when it, we were laughing about it, not like now, because it's been a couple of years, but, yeah. um, like one of our nanny who ended up being a longtime caregiver. So, so helpful. Right. It was like yeah. a caregiver to me too. Right. Because right. she was taking some of that burden off me. Um, at the beginning of our relationship, when one of my daughters had been just like driving her crazy and she kind of basically threatened to quit. Yeah. And I lost my mind. I was like, if she quits, I don't know. But that was like a meltdown point. And I was like, yeah. we got to make some changes. Yeah. You know, um, because in a different place, the reaction is completely different. Yeah. And so recognizing sooner rather than later, right? Which is what I'm working on mm -hmm. is not, not getting quite to the point of massive meltdown, maybe right. a little sooner, sooner than massive, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and knowing that asking for help's great. That's yeah. like, and I, I think we, we feel like we a have a good to strategy as women, like do it, ask for help. 
It really is. And I think that's why, I mean, I feel like the conversation has been wonderful because of the fact of like one self-care. I mean, it's necessary to take care of yourself so that then you can take care of others. I mean, it's a conversation that so many people have, but it's a practice that so many of us forget. Even us who are coaches and we're space holders and it's creating boundaries even around that um, so that we are like, healing ourselves so that then we can continue to be space holders and continue to like coach and, and help others. Um, and, and again, we're speaking, I'm, I know I'm speaking specific to coaching, but this is just in all aspects of life within your own relationships, your family and, and so forth. And, you know, it's really taking the time and asking for what you need Absolutely. Because no one can know. It's not your husband's responsibility, your boyfriend's responsibility, yeah. your parents. It's not. It's yours. And, yeah, and you are empowered. Yeah. And I'm learning that so much more. And I'm learning that so much more within even my family my family dynamic and, and absolutely with my partner, which I think it really like started with my partner and then it's like trickling out to my family. But, you know, even I remember we had a really rough week, you know, with work and with a busy, hectic schedule. And I remember we had dinner with my dad and he tried to change it for Friday. And I said, I'm sorry, dad, this doesn't work. We're going to have to reschedule for another weekend because we've had a really, really like trying week. And we just want to connect just together, him and I on Friday night. And I had to, and we changed it. And it's like, it's something so minimal like that. We were like, Oh my goodness. You know, I would probably beat myself up in the past. Like, Oh my God, I canceled dinner with my dad, you know, because I needed some connection time with my partner and we just wanted to connect together, you know, and my dad was the one that needed to change the time, but we at least set that boundary and took self care and spoke our needs and were able to communicate it. Absolutely. And just living that self-care is not selfish, right? right? That's totally like letting yourself off the hook yeah. and um, being okay with it because that's just what you need. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah. And so this has been like, you know, this year has been, uh, I'm trying to think of the best word, but it's been like a rebirth for me. I think that's the word that's coming up. And realizing that even when you have your tools and your, and your tactics and, you know, your coping mechanisms in place, there are going to be things in life that just throw you off. And one, you know, based on this conversation, it's like, it's recognizing that or, or kind of like sitting quiet enough to kind of determine, Hey, do I need more help than just, you know, what I can give? Like what's, you know, I needed more help. Like I couldn't figure this out on my own and just with my own circle, I needed to kind of expand my help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And taking the time to do that. Yeah. 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 Taking yeah. the time to do that. Only then, you know what you need. So, right. so right. I and totally, I encourage women to do that. Take that time. Um, make your list, right? Yeah. What has to get done and then figure out what, has to get done by you and what can be done by others and really sorting your priorities that way. Um, again, to let yourself off the hook. 
Yeah. And being, and and another thing that's coming up for me too, is like, is kind of being comfortable, which is a new concept for me, but being comfortable with slowing down. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a practice, a practice continue to work on. It's a muscle I continue to build. Um, and like I said, I think we've just a society life, you know, we were taught to go, 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 keep pushing through and really making that conscious effort to slow down and like being okay with it. So even if it's just, I'm going to take five minutes today, it doesn't have to be a massive amount of time, but I'm going to take five minutes. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to maybe put some nice music on that's going to call me and maybe make a cup of tea. And, and even if it's just that for the start, getting comfortable with, with that feeling, um, because, you know, to be honest, I used to meditate all the time after Thailand, because of course, who wouldn't go to Thailand and come back with a great meditation practice? Duh. <laughs> of course. Thailand. And so, like I said, you know, and it was, again, too, like, so many things come at you, and this is just a perfect reminder and example that relationships... Um, family dynamic, all these other things, they're going to come into play. And so for so long I was single, you know, for so long I was single and it's a lot easier to be able to execute this when it's just yourself. It's a whole different ball game when you've got a family involved. Yeah. You have five people in your household, like, but it's a reminder and it's just like, you know, obviously be gentle with yourself, but it's a reminder because this is a new experience for me. I've been, I was single for a very long time. Yeah. So it's great. It's a, it's a, it's like I said, I guess this is like a rebirth, a relearning, whatever we want to call it. It's, it's definitely an opportunity to see that life will continue to throw you unexpected curveballs. Um, but it's really, you know, stopping, finding what's going on, taking certain actions to kind of push you or move you through it. I don't want to say push you through it, move you through it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and so where are you at? Are you feeling good? You're back from your hiatus? Are you? I am back from my hiatus. And it's funny because um, I, I'm, still, I'm still working through the grief. I will tell you that um, in full vulnerability and openness. Um, I feel like I've let the grief hold on a little too long and not like in a negative way. I just feel like I can still push through and have my grief at the same time instead of letting the grief kind of take over me. Um, and I realize, like for me, I know it's this whole concept. Um, I don't want to say that it's necessarily, but the fake it till you make it like, not that I'm faking it till I'm making it, but I am owning the fact that like the grief is pretty palpable and I still feel it. And the change and the transition is very new, but I don't want to stop my life and I don't want to let it, you know, it doesn't have to overtake you. Like you can still continue to move through it. And I think, I don't know if you saw this, do you follow Liz Gilbert? No. Elizabeth Mm -mm. Gilbert. So the author of E Pray Love. um, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she just posted an amazing video of her dancing. Uh, I don't know if it was her, if it was like a friend, but after her like recent love passed away of cancer and just moving through the grief and it's like dancing, which is kind of what I do with Embody. 
And it was like amazing. And it just was an inspiration to like continue to just let it move, like move through you, continue to, to create movement and let that grief kind of move through you. So I'm back and I'm going to let it move through me and I'm going to continue to, um, to do that and to share that experience with the world and continue to give back um, with what I love and what my purpose is. And yeah. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Thank you. And what about you? What are you? Cause I, I, um, I'm just curious for you, like what, um, with your grief, like you said, have you created some new space, some new, um, love where the hole is? And I'd love to know where you're at. You know, I would say I have, I have definitely felt that, um, where the space is, um, is, is almost filled with memories Mm. in, in a really positive sense. And I think, um, I think, and that took time, but I think a lot of that is the, um, the acknowledgement of all these places where my grandmother's still around. And yeah. so seeing that in my kids, sharing that with people um, about my watch, you know, the story of my watch and things like that, I think has sort of refilled that hole with still sort of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Which has been really, really a cool thing. And this idea of sort of getting to the point where acknowledging the grief and not trying to stop it, right? Um, yeah. That's, that's been pretty powerful too. Um, and, and not trying to be too busy for myself or too, um, too positive, right? Like everything's great. Yeah. Because it's okay. It's okay to not be great, right? Because if you're not down, you're not up. You're just flat. And so that's really where I want to be in terms of meaningful relationships. Yeah. That the, um, the downs come with the ups and just trying to, you know, know what's coming and handle it with grace um, and, and take care of myself to the point so that it doesn't hit meltdown. Right point, you know, right? Like have have the tools in place um, to tackle them and build my own resilience muscle a little bit. Yeah. And you, and I, uh, you said, what was your, what's your tagline? Uh, You shared that tagline with me. Deeper conversations, better results. Yeah. Deeper conversations, better results. Because I know learning to tap into these conversations more. Right. Because we all put up a public face all the time. And um, that only gets us so far. I've seen that in my life. I've seen it with clients over the last 15 years. That there's a time and a place, certainly, to to have have your, your brave face on. But when you can find those people and um take off that mask for a little bit, allow, allow yourself to grieve, allow mm. yourself to, to be sad and have the bad day. Like you did with your guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much better on the other side. Right. And then it's like, why didn't I do this sooner? 
Yeah. I, and you, it, ne you never sit around and say, man, I, I shouldn't have been real. <laughs> it's I like, why wasn't I sooner? I know because so many people can then relate to you and it's just, it's so crazy the the uh, space and the expansion that happens in that relationship. Um, and like you said, deeper conversations, better results. It's like the better that relationship is and the stronger it, it forms. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been, that's been interesting too, is experiencing this with a partner, um, and really seeing that there are people that aren't going to leave you. You know, that was the lie that I told myself for so long. Like, nobody's going to deal with me. You know, the lies, the inner lies that you tell yourself. Like, nobody's going to deal with me. I'm annoying. I'm so emotional. And, um, you know, it's funny wanting to see if that shoe will drop and then realizing he's proving you wrong. He's proving you wrong. <laughs> he's proving you wrong, girl. Yeah, he's proving you wrong. So uh, it's great. It's great. And um, yeah, and so, and you just recently, didn't you just recently have a couple of retreats there in Charleston? I did. I had, I had a Strengths Finder workshop yeah. that kind of fo focuses on the positive, right? It's like, what do you do well? Now let's figure that out and do more of it. And I'm really working in this group setting because I think that's the, I think there's power there. Yeah. Um, and, and identifying the community is I think just a really great place to be able to celebrate your strengths and, um, you know, just let you be you. Right. And yeah. so that's what I've been up to. My new thing that I'm trying in September, I'm calling them the girl boss workshops. Ooh, I like and it's it. a short form yoga with one connection exercise rolled it into like a 90 minute workout. Basically we're going to do them outside in Charleston and have two yoga and one kind of high intensity workouts slash communication starter slash workshoppy things planned all based around themes and I love September's it. theme is balance. Ooh. I know I feel like I've been lacking it in the last couple months as we're in this transition from summer to fall back to school mm. summer. So I said, you know what? I'm going to walk my walk. We'll yeah. work on some tree pose Yeah, and also look at our lives, right? Where do we need balance? I and, love it. and take that time, you know, 90 yeah, minutes in a month. Amazing. You're doing amazing things and it's been so nice to, connect with you and to kind of follow your journey too from a distance and being like that supportive energy um, for each other, even at a distance, even in a virtual way. Um, this conversation has been just exactly what I needed and exactly at the same, like at the perfect moment. It's funny how that always works out. You just gave me the chills. Yeah. See, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Her girls are like loving yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, No, but it is. And it's just like, you know, continuing to have these conversations, continuing to like support each other. And, um, and really like, I'm just, I'm so glad that we've connected. I'm hoping I can meet you in Charleston. I know, or I'll be down your way. I mean, yes. I think between the two of us, there's definitely some, 
retreat, women's uh, empowerment, something. Uh, it's there. Yeah, I'm feeling you something. Know? We're going to yeah. have to reflect on it more and, and figure out what it looks like. But I feel you on that. I would love to do something um, with you in the future. So we'll, we'll be in touch with that. But um, our hour is coming to an end. And so I, mm. I, I'm, it goes by so fast. Um, but honestly, thank you for flipping the script on me. It was, it was so interesting to like have, uh, someone ask me the questions. Well, I loved it. I loved being able to just chat with you and I loved your willingness to just kind of go there. And, um, I, I think your listeners are are just going to be like even more in love with you than they already are because you just are a wonderful soul. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. And I couldn't have picked a better person to, uh, to dive into this conversation with, and you do create space and a safe space. Um, and you did that for me. So I am, I'm eternally grateful for that. And, um, so your next retreat is in September, you said? September. Yep. That's my first girl boss workshop. Girl look boss workshop. on the IG. I, yeah. yeah look in Charleston. It. Yes. Charleston, South Carolina. It's a beautiful city. And if people don't live there, they should fly in. They should. They should. <laughs> or they, um, they can just follow along our Insta story and you're there too. So that's where we hang out online. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll be putting um we'll be putting the information um to contact Renee if you guys are in the area and you want to do the girl boss um retreat in September and just to follow her along. Renee, what's your um do you have a website? I do, it's ReneeManning.com. ReneeManning.com. And like I said, everything will be in the notes of the podcast so you can stay in touch with both of us and um, girl, I love you. Thank I love you, you too. So Sending you a big hug lady. And I, I just know, can't wait to hear about how things go. And I'm yeah, glad you're back. I am glad I'm back. And thank you for, for welcoming me back. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining an unguarded heart to heart talk. You will be hearing from me very, very soon. <laughs>